you know, as, as I was preparing um, for tonight to speak, I, the more I was preparing, I, the more I felt like I just wanted to do an extended exhortation on Thanksgiving to God and how Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving's role in worship and how Thanksgiving ushers in the presence of God and takes us to new levels of worship. So if you want to stand, if you want to sit, the band are just going to keep playing. I'm just going to share for like 10, 15 minutes and then I'm just going to trust that we go to a deeper level of worship as we just carry on worshiping. Cool. Thank you, Jesus. Just keep playing, just keep playing. It's beautiful. Thank you. Jesus. Why don't you just just put your hands out? Just just recognize the presence that's right here, right now. I can feel it. Oh Jesus, thank you, God. We just recognize your presence here. You're right here, God. In this moment, Jesus. I feel God's just wanting to take us back to the place where it's all about His presence. Just back to the place where it's just all about Him. Just back to that place where we first met Him, where we first encountered Him. And Our hearts were just so soft and so tender and He would say, go there, do that, do this. And we would say, yes, Lord. Some of us might have gone into a place recently where we're hearing Him say that, go there, do that. Yeah, but, yeah, but, yeah. He's just wanting us to get back to that place where it's just about His presence, where we do anything for Him. See, how many of you know that it's not about ministering for the Lord, but it's about ministering to the Lord? And and encountering His presence, meaning Jesus, coming to Jesus, will always require thanksgiving and praise. It'll always require thanksgiving and praise, regardless of how spiritual or unspiritual you may feel. See, there'll be times when I I don't feel like thanking God in my life. There will be times. But that doesn't change the way, that doesn't change um, the eternal pathway to the throne. Like that doesn't change. It's thanksgiving and praise. Step one, it's thanking Him. We enter His gates with thanksgiving and His courts with praise. See, praise and thanksgiving, they do not bow to what we feel in the moment. Jesus, we just love you, God. We love you, God. I thank you that your presence is right here, God. Right here. It's in Genesis 1, verse 9 to 10, it says this. I just want to talk about thanksgiving for just a few minutes, then touch on a bit of praise and then heart ushers, in, ushers us into worship and into the throne room. But Genesis 1 verse 9 to 10 says, And God said, Let the water under the sky be gathered to one place and let the dry ground appear. And it was so. God called the dry ground land and He gathered the waters. The waters He gathered were called seas. And God said that it was good. So we see from this verse that God gathers water first. And then land appears, right? So before land appeared, 
in this verse, God had to gather the waters, all right? See, this is the role of thanksgiving. This is the role of praise. You see, the, the waters in the Bible, waters represent the Spirit. So you hear things like the latter rain, the former rain, the, um, the rivers of living water. So usually when we see water in the Scriptures, it represents the Spirit. It can also represent man. It can also represent our spirits. There's that verse where, where David, he says, deep cries out to deep. He says, my deep, my spirit cries out to your deep, your spirit. My spirit, man, cries out for the Spirit of God. So this is a picture of, of us when we come to worship. So when we come into a corporate environment, when we come into an evening like this, and we come to church, See, we have people who come in and their, their waters aren't gathered. Their waters aren't gathered together. They're spread out. They're scattered. They're divided. They're, they're everywhere. So you've got some people over there, they're worried about their job. You've got someone over here who's thinking about finances. You've got someone over there who's worried about their kids. Someone over here who's just stuck in fear. Somebody here who's thinking about after church. They can't wait to go have supper. Or somebody here is not even present. Like all the waters aren't gathered together. They're all scattered when everyone comes together, right? And thanksgiving and praise, what it does is it gathers all those waters together. It pulls them into one pool and it calms troubled waters. That's what it does. What are troubled waters? If you ever seen troubled waters, they look like waters that are shaking and moving. I'm not a fisherman, but I just know from uh, Kelly's dad's a fisherman. When you see troubled waters, you know the water's moving. There's got to be fish. So troubles, troubled waters, there's no calm. Jesus said this, let not your heart be troubled. So troubled waters are shaking, divided waters. And thanksgiving and praise, what it does is it pulls all those waters together. It pulls them into one place. What it does, it says, I'm going to take that fear over here and pull it in. I'm going to take that worry over there. I'm going to pull it in. I'm going to take those doubts there. I'm going to take those thought patterns. I'm going to take those worries. All of that stuff, I'm going to pull it together. I'm going to gather those waters. And then what happens? As the waters are gathered together, God says, I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to let land come up out of this place. And then what you have is you have something solid to stand on. And the Holy Spirit comes and He says, Oh man, all these hearts and thoughts, they gather together. They're all, they're all in unison. I'm going I'm to give them something solid to stand on. And I don't know if you've ever been in those meetings where worship is just, everybody's focused. All thoughts are gathered. Everybody's just focused on one thing and it's Jesus. It's just Jesus, nothing else. And miracles are just flowing so easily in those meetings. It's because it's a solid, safe place that you can preach the Word of God from and miracles just happen. But it takes a gathering, it takes a focus. And it's a place where it's just all about Jesus. It's a place where people can't be moved, they can't be distracted. It's, it's a place where even when miracles are flowing, people aren't distracted by what Jesus is doing. They're just distracted by who Jesus is and want to just worship Him and go after Him. Why? Because we love Jesus more than what Jesus is doing in this place. We don't, we don't worship Jesus in order to get something in this place. We worship Jesus for who He is. And then the kingdom comes. <laughs> so why is Thanksgiving important? See, Thanksgiving restores remembrance. 
See, there's an important theme in the Bible and it's called this, it's called remembrance. And you read it throughout the scriptures, usually in the Old Testament, there's a lot of it, where God told the Israelites over and over again, remember my works, remember my deeds, remember my ways. Tell your children about what I've done for them. Tell your children the testimonies about what I've done and who I am. Because he knew that he had to do this because if, if the testimonies weren't told over and over again, if the stories weren't told, if they weren't remembered constantly, they would forget God's character. And then they would doubt His presence amongst them. And then they would turn to idols. And it's the same today. It's exactly the same thing today. I mean, I see people all the time. We see crazy miracles. We have wild, godly encounters. And we encounter the presence of God. And what happens is over time, week after week, after month, slowly we just forget what God did in the past. We just forget what He did for us. Just last week, a few months ago. You know, I'm surprised by how many people I've been in the same room, had similar encounters with God. And right now they are just absolutely nowhere with God. I'm like, how did you get there? What happened? I believe it's because they forgot to cultivate thankfulness inside of them. So what happens is because we haven't seen his character on display and we don't live in a realm of um, constant daily presence, we forget his character and we begin to believe that he's not there. Or worse yet, we begin to believe that he only comes at certain times. He only comes at conferences. He only comes at camps. He only comes at church. He only comes at youth. He only pitches up with us a corporate anointing. And that stuff's not bad. Like, that's good, Right? See, but there's a problem with that. See, as much as you were made for community, as much as you were born for community, it was never meant to be the only place that you encountered the presence of God. See, when that happens, since you aren't cultivating His presence personally and you're only getting in a church, what happens is you only feel the presence where there's a corporate anointing, when somebody else leads you in worship, when somebody else reads the Bible for you. <laughs> Some of us, it's enough to get us from week to week. But what happens, the problem with that is then, what happens when you come to church and it's, it's average? And you don't feel the presence of God. And the worship was just, eh, it's just average. Over time, you start to doubt the presence of God. You forget who He is. And we turn to idols. And that's what happens with those people that I'm talking about. They had the same encounters that I had. But right now, they're finding life in other things outside of God. Essentially, that's what an idol is. Anything that brings your life outside of God is an idol. So Thanksgiving breaks this. See, Thanksgiving ushers in the presence of God into your life. It looks at what God has done in the past and it remembers and it brings back to memory what He's done. See, Psalm 100 verse 4 says, Enter His gates with thanksgiving and His courts with praise. Give thanks to Him and praise His name. And I love this, that first part, enter His um gates with thanksgiving and that word thanksgiving there the hebrew word is a word called i might butcher this but it's toda um, it means this it means with extended hands adoration agreement thanks for what has been done or what will be done so we enter his gates with thankfulness for what has been done we thank him for what has been done so i want to tell you if you ever come into worship and you just don't feel like worshiping you just don't feel it. You've had a bad week. Like you had a fight with your kids. You had a fight with your wife, your husband, your boyfriend. And you, you're just here. And, you, and it's just, 
I know we always feel those feelings. We come into church sometimes and we just don't want to, right? What you got to do in that moment is toda. What you got to do in that moment is start to think about all the things that God has done for you in the past. That's it. It's simple. And when you do that, when you realize how good He's been, when you realize how faithful He's been, when you realize how often He's come through for you, how good He is, you can't help but go, oh man, all that stuff that I'm thinking about right, right now, those feelings, that is nothing, Jesus. This is all about you. All about you. And He's done it before so He can do it again. See, when a room comes together and starts to thank Him like this, it gathers the water together. I would love, I would love to see us as a body of people of thanksgiving. A people of thanksgiving. We don't just thank God every now and again, but thanksgiving becomes part of our lifestyle, becomes a part of our worship. We would literally be so full of thanksgiving that it flows out of us. And I'm like, it has to look like something, right? Like, I'm talking about we would be a people that thank God that it comes out of our mouth, that we have to articulate our thankfulness to Jesus and what He's done for us, whether we feel His presence or not. See, and as we do this, as we thank God, as we thank Jesus for, for what He's done, we begin to enter into praise. And it's praise birthed out of thanksgiving. And it's like we come before Him and we say, oh, Jesus, You're so good. Thank You for healing my body all those years ago. Thank You for saving my life all those years ago. Thank You for my business that looked like it was about to go belly side up, but You turned it around, God. Thank You for my family, God, and the restoration that You brought there, God. Thank You for the addiction that You broke off my life. Thank You for new life every single day. Thank You for four working limbs, God. Thank You for each breath that I take every single day. God, thank you that I have a roof over my head. Thank you that I have finances. Thank you that I I can provide for myself. I can provide for my family. Thank you. Thank you. You are so good. Wow, you are so good. You are so faithful. You are so faithful. God, I praise you for your faithfulness. I praise you. You see how thankfulness, all of a sudden, as you start to give Him thanks, it changes and it flips and it erupts into something called praise. And we praise Him for His character. We praise Him for His goodness. We praise Him for the things that we began to thank Him for. It's a beautiful progression. And as we do this, God is elevated. As we do this, God is exalted to a high place in this room. And Psalm 22 verse 3 says, Yet you are holy, enthroned on the praises of Israel. See, and you've got to catch this. As as we gather the waters with thanksgiving, right? As we thank Him for everything that He's done, He starts to put land in place, something solid, where we can start praising His faithfulness, start praising Him for who He is. And then the Bible says that He literally enthrones Himself on the praises of His people, on the praises of Israel. And our praise literally becomes a throne. Can you see that? It's like the waters gather together. He can't put his throne on anything. But when solid ground comes up out of that place, he can put his throne on top of that, where the praises of his people rise up out of response to thankfulness. And he sits on on that throne. And he sits there on our praises. And he comes down. He takes a seat. And he looks around and he says, from his throne, he goes, that sickness over there, that's not of me. Squash. That warrior, that doubt over there, that's not of me. Squash. 
all those fears, those problems, that's not on me. Squash. That sickness, gone. That sickness, go. As a king comes and enthrones himself on his presence, the manifest presence of, presence of God just comes. And miracles start to break out, not by anything that we do, but just by the presence of God. See, this, and this praise brings me close to him. as he enthrones himself on our praises and we start to feel close to him I start to sense his presence tangibly I sense the tangible presence of God and as I sense him I see him for who he truly is this is the beautiful part I see God for who he truly is the king seated on his throne king of kings lord of lords and he's beautiful and what happens is worship begins to pour out of me and I start to lavish love on the Son of God. I start to lavish worship. I just pour out my worship on the Son of God. And it's a beautiful picture. It's like the Holy Spirit says, there was first Thanksgiving and I was with you and I, I helped you out. I brought to remembrance all the stuff that you need to be thankful for and, and you, you did it with me. We partnered together. That was good. We cooperated. And then we moved on to praise. And we cooperated and you were with me and we praised together. But then you get to this place when the, the throne of God and the God, the God of the universe like manifests himself on the throne. And you see him for who he truly is, who he rightly is. Holy Spirit steps back and he says, this is not about cooperation anymore. This is not about partnering anymore. This is just all about him. It's all about him. This isn't cooperation. This is feasting. This is feasting. We just feast on the presence of God. We feast on the Lord and we feast with the Lord. This is worship right there. And then what happens is, as we see Him rightly and we pour out worship, He begins to fill me with Himself. And then I go out and I become the message. And I change my school, I change my workplace, I change my family. I changed my city. I changed my community. And God is glorified through me. But it starts, it all starts in a place of thankfulness, in a place of thanksgiving. That's where it starts. And I just want to, just want to encourage you. God is here right now. He's here. But He just wants to manifest Himself in a more powerful, powerful way. He's just calling us up into the throne room right now. And it's easy. The Bible lays it out so clearly for us. Thankfulness and praise is the pathway to get there. So why don't you stand up? We're just going to go back into a time of just worship. But what we're going to do, if you want to find a spot, you just want to find somewhere just to position your heart. And it's beautiful that we've been singing songs about thankfulness. It's so good. But what I want us to do is just where you're standing or sitting, just close your eyes. Just so there's no distraction. And sometimes this is awkward. Sometimes it's like, 
someone comes up to you and they says, let's thank the Lord. <laughs> and you're like, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. And then we stop. <laughs> I want to encourage you, there's so much to be thankful for. There's so much. And just in this moment, I just want us to dig deep. I want us to dig deep. And just for a few minutes, that we would start to thank God. That thankfulness would literally start to change the very atmosphere around us. So much so that we would begin to praise. And as we lift up our praises, the King of Kings would just enthrone Himself on the praises that we give Him. And we can just worship the Lord. So why don't we stand and you just close your eyes and you just start to lift your voice. You just start to thank Him. Just thank Him. Thank Him. He's so good. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God.